Welcome to episode 17 of the SUPFM podcast. This week, Simon Hutchinson and myself, Nick Robinson, discuss the... Basically, what we do is we recap the last 16 episodes um, of our first season of podcasts. We're looking forward to the next season, and you'll hear more about that in a bit. Aloha, and welcome to SUP FM, the podcast for stand-up paddleboarders everywhere. So with no further ado, let's get out on the water and on with the show. Here are your hosts, Nick and Simon. So this episode is sponsored by the National Water Sports Festival, which is the largest water participation event in the UK. And it's on this year between Friday the 4th and Sunday the 6th of September. And this year, for the first year, SUP, Stand Up Paddling, is on an equal footing to the other sports uh, taking place at the festival, windsurfing and kitesurfing. There's a whole load of brand new events um, to keep spectators and participants involved. Uh, we've got Sup Polo, which uh, I don't know whether you've tried that, Nick, have you? No, I haven't yet, and that's great. it's good to see it making its uh, making itself known at this National Water Sports Festival. Yeah, absolutely. It's sponsored by Starboard, and I'm hoping it's going to be a contact sport, so I'm particularly looking forward to that. Um, we've got um, the XL Challenge as well. So there's a fleet of SUPs um, sponsored by a fanatic. And, uh, so how many are they going to be? Do you know? I have no idea. I mean, hopefully they'll have, uh, hopefully there'll be lots of physical contact there as well. I suspect there will be. Um, but that looks very exciting. There's Survivor, which is a paddle to the end. So three minute rounds to complete a triangle course with the last two paddlers being eliminated. So definitely the last man or woman standing on that one. And then there's also a similar knockout relay uh, and sprint race. So lots and lots of activity. And of course, uh, for those of you who've managed to go to the National Water Sports Festival at Hailing Island before, uh, there's also lots of uh, clinics, lots of advice and a chance to uh, see all the brands on display. So I'm really looking forward to that. Hutch Supware will be there. Uh, we've got to stand there and uh, and it's all very exciting so uh, come down you can uh, come down and spectate for free and that's on friday the 4th to the 6th of september so if you're anywhere around the uk or anywhere in europe come and check it out at hailing island yeah i just wanted to point out that that's obviously in the united kingdom uh in the down south near where is it fairly near bournemouth yeah it is it's really really near me so it's all down on the lovely south coast and um, last year it was absolutely beautiful we had fantastic weather in fact the only thing that you could really do there was stand up paddleboard because there was no wind whatsoever so um so yeah the kite surfers uh, sort of disappeared in a little bit of a huff uh wind surfers got a bit of wind but yeah it was definitely a sup weekend and it's definitely going to be a sup weekend uh this september Great, and we can find out more information at www.nationalwatersportsfestival.com. Indeed, good. Excellent. Right, so it's been a few weeks since our last episode, hasn't it, Nick? 
Yeah, we're kind of taking a bit of a pause here uh, in between what we've called the first series of 16 podcasts. Um, and we're gunning up for our second series this autumn. So we, we just like to take this opportunity to look back over those last 16 episodes. And thank all our listeners as well, because we've had a huge amount of downloads just for our first um, season. We weren't sure whether anyone would be listening at all, but um, you know, it's been really surprising how much of a... Um, following and a listening we've had so we're really grateful to each and every one of you who has downloaded uh, our podcast I know it's been amazing to see all those figures it's been incredible so many downloads we've been really really happy to have all that so yeah thanks for me too thank you from me too should I say yeah uh, so um, in terms of uh, season two we've got some um, some big names and we're really looking forward to uh, to publishing those episodes um, from some point in September. I don't think we've decided the date yet, have we, Nick? No, no, but I think it'll yeah sometime around then. Good, right. So, so should we do a quick review of um, last season, um, and uh, that will give you the opportunity if you're missing your sub fix, you can listen back to some of those uh, those key episodes. So. Um, I think the first one that we had a guest on was uh, was Dave from Roatan Paddle Sports, wasn't it? Yeah, that was number three, because the first one was just a, a welcome, a little bit about us. So if you're wondering who on earth we are, you can go and see the first, or you can go and listen to the first episode. And the second one was actually about our Guadiana Challenge, which we jointly put on, which mm-hmm. is, is coming back next year in March, or late March. Um, but yeah, Dave from Rotan Paddle Sports, he was great fun. It was really fantastic to just get a glimpse of, of Dave's um, day in the life of what Dave does down there in the Caribbean. It was, a, it was an amazing experience to, to yeah. listen to how he goes. Absolutely. And one of the things that I love about SUP is, you know, um, through the conversations with the people that we've talked to is the whole lifestyle thing, the... Um, you know, living well and, you know, quality living and, you know, for, for Dave, um, lying on his hammock of a morning and, um, and then welcoming the, the guests from the cruise ship and then introducing them to the world of SUP. It just sounded absolutely idyllic. But, you know, I'm looking at the photograph that we've got on, um, on SUP FM of Dave's place and it just looks absolutely incredible. There's this lagoon, typical paradise, waving palm trees, beautiful white beaches and just still lagoon. Perfect position to paddleboard. So if you're ever in the Honduras, get down and check out Dave. Absolutely. And then um, our fourth episode was Tati Coco SUP and... Um, she was she was an amazing character and really inspiring. Yeah, international sup rock stars. Did you write? That? I did. Yeah, that was. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, I'm going to trademark that. But uh, but she certainly is. I mean, she's been all over the world. She discovered um, stand up paddleboard by accident while she was in the um, uh, somewhere in the Pacific. And, New uh, Caledonia, yeah, yeah, and, and and since then she she hasn't looked back. She's a ambassador for for uh, Red Paddle Co, and um, you know you can see all of her fine work in on um, uh, on Facebook. Just type in Tati Coco Sup, and she's currently in Ireland, and um, you know just just doing a fantastic job. Uh, I think it's magic. Is it magic water sports that she's working for? 
at the moment but um but you know just just some amazing photos and just an amazing character and she's done some amazing stuff yeah every year she seems to do another crazy adventure and last year i think it was last year she did um 600 kilometer paddle around sardinia which we get get into in that podcast was, was quite interesting and i think she's got some crazy stuff planned for this year so keep following old tati cocos up and um and next it was suzanne lear um so she uh, spends her time um you know i think the summer's in uh, lake geneva paddling there and um and then she spends the balance of her time in the canary islands which is i guess europe's or maybe africa's uh, answer to hawaii lots of uh, lots of surf lots of downwinders and so on um but she's a, a regular certainly on the <clears throat> on the european um, race circuit and she gave us some fascinating glimpses into you know the um you know all, all the various races on the european circuit and, and her lifestyle and i think also what she brought to europe a lot is and, and switzerland itself is is paddle fit um because she she engineered this um this exercise routine that you do on a paddle fit and she actually certifies people as well exercise routine and stand up paddle board so it's uh, that's interesting to She's not uh, interesting, but she's not actually associated with Paddlefoot um, USA, which is a completely different ballgame, mm. but but similar kind of thing. I think it's a very interesting facet of the sport. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can use SUP, as we've uh, discovered over the, the season. So uh, that's an episode worth listening to. And then after mm. Suzanne Lear, we had Mr. Chase Kostelitz, who was an absolutely fascinating guy to speak to being he's the top 10 um, male sup athletes in the world and and ever present in you know battle of the paddle as was and um and he's also come up to over to europe quite a bit this this year yeah it's great to see him taking part in the european circuit as well i think he loves to travel a lot um, and he's also noteworthy for for his work with the stand up paddle athletes association which is, I think it's at supaa.com. I think that's the, yeah. or subathletes.com. I'm not quite sure of the URL. Check it out. Yeah, and and uh, with a star-studded uh, members of the, the board there with Travis Grant and, um, you know, basically anyone who's anyone within the, the sub-athletes world. Uh, but he was, you know, very, very forthright, really very honest about, um, about everything, really, but a very, very entertaining listen. If you haven't, heard him yet that's chase costelitz and with number seven episode number seven we spoke to uh anthony hoikmus from subtrotters.com which is a really cool website it's all about it's a social network for stand-up paddlers so you can basically track your your stand-up paddle session and then post up photos and things afterwards and um it's actually doing really well we've got some interesting stats out of that actually yeah They're very interesting stats. yeah huh? particularly um popularity of the sport in brazil i mean it seems to be you know the leading country but uh, albeit the fact that um, obviously over the winter brazil would be a pretty good place to to paddleboard so it'd be interesting to get him back in season two and just uh, just find out uh, whether that's changed through a through a sort of northern hemisphere summer Sure. Another interesting fact that he brought up was that the average age of a stand-up paddler is 45 years old. So I was really thrilled to hear that I'm spot on average. Yeah, well, you were absolutely average. And uh, I was 
happy to say that I was <laughs> you, I, I, I was younger than that um, until below average. Yeah, I was below average until last week. So uh, and uh, and now I'm average. So that's uh, so I'm I'm joining you on that uh, age bracket. Excellent. Um, nice so so Anthony, he was he was great, and then uh, my mate Tez from uh, from down here. Um, Have you managed to pronounce Tez's surname yet? No, I leave that to you. Flaviniex. Well done, that's fantastic. So um, Tez um, lives very close to me down on the south coast, and he's editor of SUPMAG UK, and he's been part of the, the SUP scene in the UK for many years, and um, what he doesn't know isn't worth knowing. Um, so super guy, um, absolute with a passion for water sports and particularly stand-up paddling. And, um, and and we were asking him about how to select a, a stand-up paddleboard if you hadn't really had any contact with um, stand-up paddling before. And uh, he gave us um, lo- you know loads and loads of great information. So if you're in that position, if you want to know you know, down to the last detail, how to how to select um, a stand up paddle board that suits you. Then, uh, then that episode with Tez is a great one to listen to. Yeah, I'd love to get Tez back to chat about wind sups. Wind sups. Yeah, stand up paddle boards with a hole in it for 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 a windsurfing rig. Yeah, because he's a- see if they're worth one. Or, yeah, see if they're just a fad or not. Because I think I'm quite interested in those actually. Well, he'd know because he's a he's. Uh, started as a windsurfer, didn't he? So uh, yeah, have... exactly. Okay, well, we'll uh, pencil him in then. So number nine, Charlie Howden, who is beyond inspiring. Um, yeah. He he, you know, what's the deal? I mean, basically, Charlie Howden had stage four pancreatic cancer, and in between bouts of chemotherapy, decided to go and paddle 450 miles down the coast of Costa Rica. Absolutely, and I, I'm just going to mention now because we put it on our facebook earlier this week there are the sup awards run by um a sup magazine uh, but uh, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes but there are nominations for t- 2015's best expedition best sup expedition and charlie howden is in that list of nominees so what would be great is if we could nominate him for that because you know to to um take a two-week holiday from chemotherapy and then go and paddle hundreds of kilometers down the coast of costa rica you know i i don't know anyone who who um who's you know as you said who's more inspiring than that so um so it'd be great to to get him nominated to get him as a prize winner um you know just incredible guy yeah it was amazing to chat to him and he had to self-administer his his medicine every single day as well. I think with injections into his stomach and things. My God, yeah. what a, a trip! And, and I think trip. he had a pretty tough time going down the coast as well because, um, you know, despite the fact that we, we wished him the wind at his back, I don't think it actually worked out that way for him. So he had all sorts of challenges to just sort of grind um, the miles away. Um, but, you know, he got to his objective and uh, full credit to him. Yeah, fantastic job. So another guy who did quite a big thing was uh, Spike Reed, paddled all the way across the United Kingdom. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Spike's got a, a great pedigree for exploring, and and another person who um, who's adopted uh, stand up paddling 
um, following an expedition with Dave Cornthwaite, who we're hoping to have in the on the second season of uh, of the podcast. Um, so big adventurer. He's got one of those fantastic sort of uh, 19th century explorer moustaches, so he definitely looks the part. But uh, he was talking to us a few days after he'd crossed the UK uh, on his stand-up paddleboard with some friends and uh, had, had made his way across the UK via the canal network. Um, so, you know, he, he... Including 100 locks. Exactly, yeah. Gosh, so so probably more carrying the, the stand-up paddleboard than uh, than paddling it. But, um, you know, really interesting to hear about um, his exploration history and um, and another... It's also fascinating to hear about his trip around Martinique with Dave Cornthwaite because that, that was quite an amazing trip. It and, is. And uh, Dave produced quite a magical video as well, which I think we've pasted into the... Show notes. We we have, and I think uh, that won an award somewhere or other. Um, so it's it's getting quite a bit of recognition. But um, you know, seeing that video, you really get a taste for um, you know what was. I think Spike he was a novice stand up paddleboarder. I don't think he'd even been on one before he um, he sort of pitched up to start that trip. So it was uh, it was a challenge for quite a few people taking part, but. It really captures the excitement of that trip. But, you know, the thing about Spike and Dave Cornthwaite and various other people is that, um, you know, their their focus now is about, you know, appreciating the area where you live and, you know, making sure that you explore and um, and have a great time there. You don't have to jet off across the, the world in order to, to have an adventure and uh, and, you know, have have fun, fun with friends. So. Um, so, yeah. That that was Spike Reed. Yeah, and number eleven, episode eleven, we managed to get hold of the CEO of Red Paddle Co., Mr. John Hibbard, um, and we talked a lot about innovation of stand-up paddle and the technology of inflatable stand-ups. Obviously, because he's just involved in inflatable stand-ups. Yeah, and I think Red Paddle Co. has done an immense amount to to lift the um, lift the bar when it comes mm. to. To yeah. stand up, incredible stand ups. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, that was an interesting chat with him. Very, very, very interesting chat with him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, they've looked at every aspect of stand up paddling and uh, and inflatables to bring you know effective innovation into it. And uh, you know, for me, I, I'm a owner of inflatable paddleboard. I'm sure, like most of us, but um, it's it's my sort of primary way of getting on the water and. Uh, you know, particularly impressed by you know the detail going into pumps and paddles and um, you know the setup of their factory and so on. So they're um, they're constantly innovating rather than just sort of doing off the shelf products. They're they're really sort of pushing the envelope. And it's almost time for all the paddleboard manufacturers to bring out their 2016 lines. And generally in August that it happens. So keep your eyes peeled for for new models from. All the manufacturers. Well, you know where you can see them if you're in the UK or in Europe. What the National Water Sports Festival? Exactly, from Friday the fourth <laughs> to the sixth of September, um, and it's going on a weekend. Free admission to spectate, and uh, there's camping there, uh, and I'm willing to bet there's going to be a couple of parties going on there. Uh, which I will definitely be participating in. So uh, it'd be great to see you 
at the National Water Sports Festival at Hailing Island on Friday the 4th to Sunday the 6th of September. I wish I could be there, really, really, really thinking seriously about ripping over for a weekend. You should. All right. Good. <laughs> okay, so episode 12, we took a stand-up paddleboard across the world with Franz Orsi because he did a trip, I think they were sponsored by Starboard actually, um, with Bart Deswart, who is an amazing adventurer. He's done incredible adventures around the world. So it was fascinating to hear Franz talking about how they suddenly landed up in the middle of the earthquake in Nepal, which is quite a scary instance and very saddening. To yeah, be absolutely. I mean, they, they, um, they started in the Pacific um, and they went on to Nepal. And then finally, when they were able to leave Nepal, they went to Ethiopia, uh, then to Istanbul. Um, so you kind of tick off two countries with Istanbul, I guess, Asia and Europe. And then they um, they went off to the ISA World Championships in Mexico. But uh, certainly from, you know, the conversation that, that you had with him, um, it really, um, the, the Nepal experience really had a, 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 a really big effect on him. And he was such an easy guy to chat to. We chatted for about 45 minutes, I think. So that's probably our longest podcast to date. Yeah. And he's, is, um, uh, and he's, he's in Portugal, isn't he? He's based in Portugal. Yeah. Just north of Lisbon in, in Ginshu, which is also, it's a very good surf spot. They hold the, um, they held the nationals. I mean, the international surf championships there last year. Um, and no doubt they'll probably be doing it again this year. Yeah. And, uh, and I think the Italian team, the ISA Italian team came down and trained, on the Portuguese coast as well. So um, it's was, it was definitely a centre for supping down there. Yeah, well, why would you go anywhere else? I mean, it's got the biggest wave in the world. <laughs> well, have I mentioned I think, Hailing Island? Yes, I think I probably uh, have. I think you've mentioned that twice, actually. Yeah, okay. Right, okay. Maybe we can talk about Hailing Island in, after the next couple of uh, episodes. Oh, no, that's okay. I think, I think um, yeah, well, why don't we? Yeah. <laughs> why not? Okay, so number 13 Sarah Tiefenthaler told us all about stand-up paddle yoga. Yeah. And, um, yeah, she's got a retreat. She normally practices stand-up paddle yoga in California, right? Mm, that's right. And then um, she she does uh, various festivals and so on. Um, and she also spends a bit of time in a place that I've spent time, which is Skiathos in Greece, which has got the most minute air, um, airport. You know, you, you think you're landing on a... Um, on a footpath, but, uh, but no, it's, uh, it's, uh, an airfield and, uh, a bit of a brown trouser moment when you're uh, approaching that, <laughs> that airport. But, um, but yeah, she was, she was very entertaining. And I think, um, because neither of us have a, uh, have a particular background in yoga, but uh, I think we definitely need to, to get practicing. Yeah. Because it was a little bit short that podcast. Maybe it was due to our lack of knowledge of stand up pedal yoga. Yeah, I think that was probably what it was. But she she'd had some um, some other incredible experiences that we talked about as well with her, which is appearing on a, a National Geographic survival series. Uh, yeah, that was insane. I mean, she's sitting there with a with a headset on and basically not much to deal with, and she was told to like go here, go there, kill this animal or whatever. I don't know if she killed any animals, but she had to survive for sure. And it was pretty extreme. I think she was way up north in, um, in Washington. I think it was up in Washington, wasn't it? Yeah. Or Seattle somewhere. Yeah, one of those uh, rainforests. But uh, but I, I've seen those survival programs. Basically, you get 
pipe through to a survival expert who just basically tells you um, tells you what to do in order to survive, and you've got to sort of confront all your demons. Whether it's sort of oh, freezing cold some, river. There's some crazy survival programs out there. Actually, there's like a, a, nu- a naked survival. Yeah, program. naked and afraid. Yeah, that's uh, classic. That, that's classic. And then there was another one on recently called Alone, which I haven't seen the final episode yet. But basically, these guys just get shunted off into. Um, was it Vancouver Island? I think which has got the highest concentration of bears and and um, mountain lions and all sorts. And uh... well, thank God Sarah didn't get taken out by a bear, which is handy. So, episode number fourteen, we interviewed Adam Champagne. Great interview to find out about the leading sub. Yeah, he basically single handedly took a, a very successful magazine, put it on the internet. And um, made it the the most successful stand up pedal website. So um, it's it's uh, it's yeah it's fascinating to hear how he did it and and the story behind the stand up journal and who's involved there. Yeah. Because they they no doubt are the number one website at the at the moment um, in the stand up pedal industry. So definitely. It's good. Good chatting to Mr. Adam Champagne. And then after Adam Champagne, it was Mr. Kai Lenny. Yeah, world champion stand-up pedal superhero. Yeah, exactly, and that was that was a great chat. And unfortunately, we had a bit of a, a Skype problem at the end, didn't we? So it didn't last quite as long as we wanted. But talked for a good uh, good half an hour or so, and uh, he just seemed yeah, like I could a have lovely spoken guy. To Kai all day. I could have spoken to him all day. He was such a wonderful guy. He was really cool. He had just hopped off a plane like 36 hours from Hawaii and arrived in Barcelona. So I managed to grab him at his hotel in Barcelona. Um, and we Skyped for, yeah, as you said, half an hour and talked all about everything, his time at Jaws, his, you know, his training techniques and all kinds of stuff. It's, a, it's fascinating to hear about his lifestyle. And, and it was almost like he just couldn't go wrong because, because of all the, the stand-up paddle and the surf talent that hung around his house every weekend. Yeah, well, that's, I would love to have an invite to that barbecue. Yeah, sounds amazing. Yeah, so, so um, Laird Hamilton and Dave Kalama, Popping around for a barbecue with his dad on a on a Friday evening and a few beers. That's uh, yeah. Well, hopefully we can get those guys in uh, in the series two, season two. Yeah. So we're working on that. Yeah. Laird, okay. if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, please. We'd love to chat to you. Yeah. You see, Laird just did a, a little nude photo shoot for stand up with swim. What's it? Um, Swimsuit Illustrated. They do like a oh, no ESPN. They do a nude section so him and his wife went naked have you seen that yeah yeah i did see that i did see that hilarious Hilarious. and um and also he's he did a great podcast recently a podcast interview with uh tim ferris um so if you haven't caught that i'd really recommend it it was a good two hours long then it was every it was worth every single minute it was fascinating and especially if you a little bit older um they talk a lot about how to maintain your fitness throughout the age barrier Mm. really so Tim Ferriss, so was, Tim Ferriss is generally a good listen anyway, but that was uh, that was off yeah. the charts, that one. Yeah, it was really, really in- interesting because I think he had his wife on there as well and another uh, gym guy. Yeah, yeah, running guy. Yeah. So our last episode of the series was um, with Jodell Fitzwater, who is such a delightful girl, yeah. lady, should I say. Sorry. Absolutely. Um, she, she was, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, she, she's... She's gone through a lot of stuff in her life and um, got into the physical fitness and then just discovered an affinity with stand-up um, paddle. So, um, 
you know whether it's yoga or fitness i particularly liked her approach to um, to sup racing she was um, yeah. she was headhunted by bic to be an ambassador and uh, entered for a race and i thought i thought it was brilliant going around the boys do you remember that story yeah, she just said she didn't really do very well because she would stop at the boys and sort of usher everybody through and say, oh, no, it's okay, you can go first, you can go first, no problem. Well, that's, a very, <laughs> she, that's a very English sort of behaviour, isn't it, really? But, uh, yeah, it's very polite. Yeah. And I think the big sub guys were just probably tearing their hair out, like, oh, my God. But but she's, yeah, she's probably very different to their, their normal ambassadors and she just, she does things in her own way and she's just such a warm, loving person. It's just such a fantastic, it was so wonderful to talk to her. It really was amazing. So, so um, yeah, so that the mermaid of Jodell Fitzwater was was our our last interviewee for series and, one. And don't forget the nutritional tips she gave us and those nice little peanut butter cakes. Yeah, whatever they were. And um, or, and uh, all of that is on her program notes. We uh, wrote up all uh, her recipes and put them on there. So if you're going on a 40, 50 kilometer um, paddle, then um, you know, try them out. Let us know how you get on. I'll definitely be trying those out because I'm going to do a long one soon. Mm, good. 150 kilometers. Yes. So, so tell me about that. No, I can't yet. Oh, okay. Secret. <laughs> Secret. Yeah, for now. But um, when it all comes out, we'll be sure to let everybody know. It'll be. It'll be. It's going to be a great paddle. I good. Think, I hope. So, yeah. so how have you enjoyed the uh, the first season of Sup FM? Uh, to be honest, I've absolutely loved it. I really enjoyed speaking to these people and such talented people. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a privilege to be able to get to chat to people like this because, you know, it helps. It helps in everyday life, especially it helps with my school mm. um, down here in, in the Algarve. With, um, and uh, yeah, I think it's great. Yeah. Love it. Well, have, you, have you found it, Stephen? Uh, Simon? Stephen. Stephen, how have you found it, Simon? <laughs> well, Bob, it's been uh, it's it's been great. No, it's been great. You know, and um, you know, speaking to to all of these people, and and you know, that there's something in common with all of them, all all of us. I think everyone um, in the sub world, you know, no matter what your your discipline, there's there's skill, and you know, there's being out there in nature and uh, being out there in the fresh air, and I think there's. There's just a huge amount of connection between uh, people who sup, regardless of you know of you know how you prefer to do it. So um, you know, I think that the whole industry and the, the sup world's coming together. I think it's still obviously really early days, but there's a certain uh, there's a certain spirit out there, and um, I love speaking to people, and it seems to be shared all across the world. So there you go. That's my little idyllic view of it. I- couldn't agree more. I mean, I just share your sentiments exactly. And uh, we're looking forward to speaking to more exciting people over the next season. So thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, don't forget to check out the National Water Sports Festival. In Hailing Island between the 4th and the 6th of September. Thank you very much to our sponsors. Thank you, Nick, for being a fantastic host over the first season. You've done a brilliant job. Well, thank you for producing every single item and all those show notes. It's been, it's been a couldn't have done it without you, Simon. Oh. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Sup FM, the number one podcast for stand-up paddlers wherever you are. If you like what you've heard, please leave us a review on iTunes. Until then, we'll see you on.